Testing, testing one, two, three. This is Jack Crawford, sole crew member aboard the Terrapin, attempting to circumnavigate the Great Channel one day at a time. I woke up this morning a few miles southeast of treetops, and uh, if any of you back there are listening, thank you again for taking good care of me yesterday. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, I've got, got some good food and uh, good fuel, good fresh fuel. I can leave my canned goods for a while longer, which is uh, really excellent. Uh, but got up this morning and uh, kept going down the channel. Easy sail this morning. A few of those little storms that I'm starting to get pretty used to, and uh, uh, just, I've started ignoring them. I know that I'm not going to get too wet, and I know that it'll uh, heat back up eventually and dry me off, and so I've stopped even putting up my uh, uh, my little canopy there on the back of the pin, and just letting the elements do their thing, but couple of those type of storms and um, easy sail, not many curves in the channel, nice straight path today, this morning at least, and uh, good weather, same thick, dense jungle, few other baobab trees, and uh, even, if, even a little bit into my sail today, um, Looking up at one of those baobab trees on the side of the shore didn't split again like it did around uh, treetops. But uh, out here, uh, uh, if I was just paying enough attention, I could still see. For the first few miles of my sail today, I could still catch a few walkways and platforms of remote settlements connected to treetops or uh, perhaps just independent outlying suburbs, but that was uh, neat to see and then left those behind for good and went back to those uh, sort of orangey-brown trees, whatever they are, acacia maybe, I'm not sure. I don't know much about jungle tree types, but easy sail uh, for much of the day, and I was able to sit back and try and recall some of those weaving techniques I learned yesterday, and uh, uh, attempt, I attempted a few with that, with that stretch of vine that the woman yesterday had uh, woven so beautifully and so easily and then immediately just undone, right? Tried to replicate at least the most basic steps of that, and uh, frankly, I had a hard time. Uh, uh, really couldn't figure it out, but I was messing with the vine, and I had it in this coil around my arm, and I took the two ends at one point, because at, at a certain point, you know, I'm on the water, there's monkeys in the trees, and 
I, I get bored, you know. And so I, I take the two ends of this vine. And, you know, they've got that very simple uh, ring structure, right? There's not many of them in these thinner vines, but uh, I, I have both ends and I'm comparing them. And as I'm holding them, there was almost this, uh, this, uh, this pull, like, um, like a very slight magnetic draw between the two of them. And at this point, I know better than to fight any sort of weirdness, you know? And I let them snap together, uh, brought the ends closer, and they just clicked right into each other easily. And uh, all of a sudden, I mean, it was like they had formed um, this... Uh, where, where the connection had been made had completely fused. I couldn't pull it apart, and I couldn't even find it after a second. Uh, I mean, I literally, I could not tell where one end stopped and the other began, you know? I mean, it, all of a sudden, I was just holding this massive ring that was bent and coiled around my arm with no ends to pull on. I mean, just one big... I mean, if I'd laid it out, it would have been a circle, you know, with no break. And I pulled out my knife and tried to get close to where I had been and cut it again. Split. I have two ends again. It was back to fine. And I hold those two ends. Curious. Uh, no sign of previous wound or previous separation. And in fact, it was almost, um, there was a little bit of fluid, uh, a little bit of water, and, uh, you know, whatever else, you know, when you snap a leaf or a stem of something and it's got that little bit of watery stuff, and it's not just water, you know, there's some chlorophyll or whatever else is in plants, but I had a little bit of that. And I've been carrying this for two days now. So it was funny that it would still be holding something like that. I mean, it was... It seemed like a very freshly cut vine, you know? And as I'm holding these two new ends, that same magnetism, put them right back together, the cut healed back to an infinite ring of fine, you know, and, uh, then I, I walked over, you know, at a certain point I got tired of sitting and looking at this, and so I'm walking around the pen holding this thing around the deck, and I cut them again, and I did this several times, you know, experimenting with it, and I cut them again, and, uh, I have the two ends, and I put one end in my pocket. So I just have the one end, and I'm inspecting it. As I walk by the mast of the pin, wooden timber up 20 feet or so, something like that, I don't remember exactly how tall it is, but as I'm walking by, 
and my hand with the end of the vine gets close, I feel that same pull. And so I figured, well, now we'd be connecting it with something that isn't like itself, right? It's We're not connecting it with itself, at least. This is technically still plant matter, but it's not a vine, right? It's wood that was chopped down thousands of miles from here, hundreds at least. So I let the vine snap and connect and fuse to the mast. And then this is where it got really confusing. And I keep saying that nothing will confuse me again on this water. But this one is just weird. I pulled it, you know, to see if it would separate like I had tried before with the ring when the two ends had connected. I pulled it to see if it would come back off. And instead of my hand pulling it taut and my hand coming to a stop, or my hand coming to us, you know, meeting resistance and pulling it away. As I pulled away, my hand just kept pulling. And I looked over at the connection and it was still connected. And where it had been six inches of vine between myself and the, or between the vine and the mast, it was 10 or 12. I pulled it again, more length, not slipping through my hand, but coming out of the mast. So my knife and marked a little notch close to the mast, pulled the vine away, and that notch traveled away from the mast. This was new, fresh vine that is somehow being generated. I tested this to its limit. I pulled and pulled and pulled and pulled. 15, 20 feet more of that vine. And it just kept coming. So, what I've learned now is that I seem to have an infinite or at least massive and seemingly endless source of vine fused to the very core of the pen. And uh, I still don't know how to weave it. I'm still figuring that out. Uh, uh, that woman yesterday, who I feel absolutely horrible, her name escapes me. I have it written down in my notes, but there on the other side of the cabin, so I'll look later, but uh, she gave me a little pamphlet with some diagrams, and I'll need to consult that tomorrow, but I, uh, the rest of the day was fairly uneventful. Um, landscape around the channel uh, didn't change too awful much, except uh, maybe 2.15, 2.30 in the afternoon. I like making these really specific time assumptions because I have no clock and 
I'm watching the sun cross, and there's no way, I have no idea if it's even 2 or if it's 4, right? But we'll call it 2.15. Around 2.15, um, and from then on until I stopped for the evening, the landscape around the channel, where it has been fairly flat for the most part, there was that slope before treetops two days ago up to that clearing. Um, now it's, I mean, but otherwise it's been fairly flat, you know, very dense jungle floor, but not hilly, right? I mean, I could see fairly far if it weren't for the foliage. Now it's starting to vary a little bit in a strange way. Um, as the day went on, the western shore began to slope downwards a little bit. Not immediately next to the channel, but maybe 10 yards away. Uh, began to just gradually slope down. Uh, and at the same time, the eastern shore, uh, again, 10, 15 yards away, began to slope upwards. And the channel began to curve in that direction, towards the east, following the upward slope. And it almost seemed like, and this doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but nothing else does anymore. Like, as I've kept going, the riverbed is just at an ever so slight angle upwards instead of downwards where normally it's flat or slightly sloped downwards or always going a little bit downhill you know not much but always a little bit today in this last stretch it seemed like I was going up and it might have just been that the the western shore was dropping more and more below me, but all of a sudden, by five o'clock, six o'clock, the sun's starting to set a little bit. After that, ten feet or so on the western shore, that drop-off was getting pretty steep and still curving around to the east. And at one point, I mean, this curve was pretty dramatic. I was no longer going in a straight direction. I don't think... West may not have even been the right term at that point, but on the right shore, I mean, that drop-off was getting more and more steep, and when I looked up at the sun, over time, it was changing position relative to the pin, or the pin was changing position relative to it. Uh, we're going in a circle. Or maybe a corkscrew. I'm not sure which. But I stopped here on the slope with that precipice. Not dangerous. Not, you know, 
a fall that would kill anybody, but a steep decline uh, on the right shore of the channel. And uh, I'm not sure where we're going, but it seems like we're going upwards. This is Jack Crawford, sole crew member aboard the Terrapin, attempting to circumnavigate the Great Channel, uphill and downhill.